0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast. My name is Jose, and I'm here with Brian and Ryan. We are brought to you by New York Sports Nation. Uh, CBA, MLB, lockout, all this news kind of generally in the M- in the MLBs kind of just going around, free agency, uh, Yankee fans stressing out about Signing no one, a lot has gone on since the last time we talked. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, there's a lot of cheap Hal talk <laughs> <in> the Yankee <laughs> universe, yes, because through before the lockout happened, uh, yeah, there was a, a flurry of signings, and um, you know, the Yankees were not involved in that, and uh. You know, of course, I wrote an article about not expecting like a big move before the lockout for the Yankees, but I didn't think like I didn't think anyone was going to make a big. You were,
2: you, you were know. a
1: soothsayer on that one. I Ooh, was. My goodness. Yeah, I was thinking that like uh, uh there were there was some buzz about like, maybe Trevor Story signing, and I was like, okay, maybe like maybe I'll be wrong here, <laughs> but. Ended up being right. I, w- I kind of wish I was wrong because it would be n- it would be nice to have a big signing to talk about or even like yeah hey, give me like give me like a a reliever that I can di- do a deep dive into, <laughs> but yeah. they, we didn't get that.
2: Well, in in keeping with the holiday theme and the holiday season now, and of course you guys know I got the Christmas tree behind me right now. I'm 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 putting songs and themes out there for most of our talk today. So Hal is Scrooge. <laughs> Hal, Hal is the, is the not going to spend a dime guy and, and stuff. And I think Cashman has become Cratchit and he needs to put another piece of coal on the fire and try to warm things up over that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, well. you guys ready for this? <laughs> Cause I'm going to have a lot of it. So <laughs> I'm ready. You know, so we, don't have,
1: we didn't have too much news. So, you know, might as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of like been the weird thing is that you would expect the Yankees to do some things. I wonder if they just were concerned about the new CBA and all the money and talk that was going to come in for the next year. And they're talking about this two year window where they don't want to go over the cap. So they're trying to figure all that out. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Maybe they're just waiting but it was interesting to see other teams not wait and the Yankees wait because the Yankees historically don't wait. So
1: yeah. It's
2: interesting. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. Okay. Cashman, pretending to be an elf, was able to <laughs> was able to get rid of the Grinch on the building in Connecticut yesterday as they scaled down the building, right? So <clears throat> so so cashman we know he's alive he's been quiet but we know he's alive and he's been busy so have been doing course, something. non-baseball news so
1: <laughs> well yeah. that, um, that was pretty wild to see last night when that video yeah. came out <laughs> yeah i know he does that every year but he never i don't think like he usually dresses up for that you
2: know no and
1: uh of course, over the last uh, couple of days before, they were, they were sh- uh, everyone on Yankee Twitter was posting that picture of Cashman sleeping in the street. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is what he's doing
2: <laughs>
1: while everyone else is signing players. Right.
2: Right. Um, yeah. But it has been, you know, it, it is, uh, in all seriousness, Hal has been linked to a lot of the discussions about how he wants all the rules associated with uh, overshooting, yeah. overshooting the cap. Uh, to change including i don't want to pay the smaller market teams anymore as much as i'm paying them. so yeah
0: yeah well let's get into the little bit of yankee news that we do have so ryan the floor is yours for all the ryan's news
1: yeah um so we have, since we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, we uh, have like the non tender news. I, and there were some guys that were released, uh, and um, that I'm not sure if we touched on last time that we talked, but um, I'll go through them. I'll go through, through them regardless. Um, the non tenders, uh, well, there weren't any non tenders, but like the notable guys to make it through were um, Miguel Andahar and uh, Gary Sanchez, they both were tendered contracts for uh, next year. Uh, there was some thought that uh, either one of those guys could get non-tendered. Um, I think there were the Yankees were in discussions for Jacob Stallings from Pitt- Pittsburgh, but he uh, eventually got traded to Miami. So uh, I think they were trying to make something work there before the non-tender deadline, and then maybe Gary would have gotten uh, non-tendered or dealt. Um, but, uh, since they could not make that happen, Gary is on the team and, uh, Miguel Andujar, I guess, um,
2: is still on the team.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if and, you look at our first base depth in the organization, we need people who can just play first base and Andujar could uh, play there, you know, AAA well, first as baseman of, as of right now
2: is yeah. Miguel Andujar. As a backup, right? Because, I mean, right now, DJ would be the starting guy if nothing else happened. Yeah. Right. Because we still have Geo. We still have, uh, we have no shortstop. And we still have um, Taurus. But um, the, other, the other thing here, too, is they still are eligible to be traded. Now, even if they've been tendered, yeah. right? So, um, so there is still that conspiracy theory out there, um, which, you know, I'm going to go for that those guys could get traded for better pieces. So,
1: Yeah. But with the, the NL getting the DH and Duhar maybe have, or maybe will have some value after the lockout is over, but we'll, we will see about that. Um, we got Chris Gittens was released. A cu- it was kind of weird to see this because it was a couple days after the non-tender deadline. He wanted to go play in Japan. Um, you know, you, you would probably think that the Yankees would have preferred him to tell them a couple days earlier so they can yeah <laughs> tender him but um and, and make another room for another guy in the forty man uh to protect protect for the Rule five draft um but regardless Chris Kittens is no longer on the roster um, he's going overseas um
2: gets to play baseball this year more than anybody yeah, else would so
1: yeah that's right now yeah um so. Guys who were released um, were Clint Frazier, uh, Tyler Wade, and uh, Runette Dor. Clint Frazier did eventually sign with the Cubs, um, rooting for him because he's been through a lot with his concussions and uh, everything. So I hope he can rebound uh, and he he gets his his body right. Uh, Tyler Wade was – I think he was waived and then, like, uh, before – or, well, he was DFA'd, and then they agreed to a trade to the Angels uh, for cash, I believe. And um, Runetto Dor eventually signed with the Orioles. So you know, expect Runetto Dor to hit a walk off against the Yankees next year at some
2: point.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Wade Wade
2: gets to go Wade gets to go home, right? And yeah. He's a Southern cowboy. Um he used to be doing he's he's probably still doing his off season stuff with Aaron Judge and uh out this yeah. way. They 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 work out together. Um and I'm glad I'm glad for Clint as well. Um and the only the only thing I worry about is the brick at Wrigley Field is pretty hard. Yeah, so, be careful there. Uh, yeah, but he's got some ivy yeah. that sort of protects it, but you know, I, I just worry that, you know, there's there's no give there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I would say I, I honestly believed Odor would have been part of this year's Yankees. So I'm kind of, you know, the way they treated him last year, I thought he would just be around forever. Yeah. And Guess Clint, kind of the same thing. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not mad at these decisions, except yeah. for Wade. kind of. Was, Wait, you'd be the only one I was...
2: Yeah, yeah apparently. Kind of surprised that, right? Yeah, we were kind of surprised yeah. at that one. Yeah. Um, I think the, the the real myth here is that um, as as social media presented as soon as this was... Uh, as soon as Odor was DFA'd is, who's going to be at mound visits now?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: yeah. I mean, who's going to be out there talking it up? I mean, I don't see Torres doing it. He's too quiet. Maybe Gio. Yeah. Um, DJ goes the out there usually sides with the pitcher, nods his head a lot, and then he exits. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I wonder yeah. if Judge could come from right and do oh.
2: it. I that, think the shortstop, but it will—he uh, might be that guy. He's introducing <laughs> himself. The, the new shortstop is going to come out to the mound and introduce himself to everybody. Hey guys, yeah, just want to yeah. introduce. I'm, I'm the new guy. <laughs> so yeah i like that idea. if it's
1: trevor's story maybe he can get dj to actually say some words yeah friends <laughs> but anyway
0: yeah.
1: um, no, i think d i think dj's best friend is probably someone who's played said about 10 words to him in his life so <laughs> yeah uh, Let's move on. Um, there was some thought this off of maybe bringing back Masahiro Tanaka, but um, he decided he's not opting out of his contract in Japan and he's staying there, which makes sense with the lockout going on.
2: So, yeah, let's um, let all this let's let all this baseball politics settle down, and I'll come back when it's all ready to go. So
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, right now wouldn't be the time to decide to come back to the MLB.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the biggest news to happen with the team over the last couple of weeks uh, is we do have a a hitting coach. Um, We, we hired, or the Yankees hired an assistant pitching coach as well, which uh, there were reports of them being interested in adding another pitching coach. Um, They added Desi Drischel. Um, I am not sure of his history because I haven't done a deep dive because, you know, this is, it's still going to be predominantly Matt Blake's work, but you know, any help he can get, you know, if he can, if he wants to delegate some work, like, I mean, all for it. Um, the, the hitting co- the hitting coach the Yankees hired was promoted from within, which is something that um, Eli Fishman, the uh, reporter on the uh, minor league system uh, predicted a while ago, like just about just after the the Yankees fired uh, Marcus Timms. Um, so Uh, they hired Dylan Dylan Lawson who was promoted from hitting coordinator of the minor league system and um, it's going to be what what you're going to hear a lot is um, hit strikes hard this is probably this is probably going to be a uh, kind of rallying cry for the team I guess Uh, like if 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 it is a good hire and the Yankees have a good offense, you're going to see a lot of people like hit strikes hard and like, you know, or hashtag hit strikes hard. And, you know, um, uh, I was reading a piece about him in the athletic and um, he does have a unique drill for uh, better pitch recognition. And uh, there was a story about when Giancarlo Stanton was in Miami and Barry bonds was the hitting coach. And he was talking about how, he was struggling laying off that low breaking ball, low slider. And um, he asked Bonds for help about how to lay off it. And basically he just said, don't swing at it, which like, <laughs> yeah. like, thanks for the help. But um, uh, so Lawson's drill that he has uh, is watching film. He, he pauses the video right uh, before the uh the ball is coming out of the picture pitcher's hands and he asks the hitter what type of pitch he they think it is there or where it's going to end up based on the hand like what their hand looks like the the arm angle and everything um and that trains them basically to uh recognize pitches better out of the hand and uh to be able to have really good plate to plate, uh, plate discipline, which is, I I think is really encouraging. I mean, if uh, Giancarlo Stanton was already that good of a hitter with Barry Barry Bonds, basically not doing much for him. (laughs) And if he, if he can have increased help with laying off those long breaking balls, then uh, I think he could be in for a monster year, even though he's already a monster at the plate.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that'll be very interesting. I think that's that's like a cool strategy for that. I wonder yeah how the Yankee players will react to that. And I think I don't know. It seemed like whatever Marcus Timms was doing wasn't working, so maybe whatever this guy is doing will work.
2: Yeah. That, I think the biggest thing is going to be the biggest thing is going to be the coordinate the consistency you know, of the guys coming up from the minors. And uh, I mean, we saw last year, uh, you know, as, as as much as they had to have a parade from Scranton, Scranton Wilkes Bar, um, because of all the injuries and everything else, those guys who were hitting really, really well at AAA and AA and stuff like that were coming up and doing nothing at the major league level. Yeah. So, um, hopefully this'll, this'll add some consistency to, um, to how the young guys are coming up. And of course we've got a dugout full of, you know, people who have been there for a while. Um, so yeah, he's going to have to make his biggest impression uh, on the, on the guys already in the dugout, as opposed to the ones who were already believers.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the the minor league system had a lot of success as Brian mentioned, uh, you know, it shouldn't come as a surprise that this was a promotion from within um, as far as that. And, you know, the first, one of the main things that came out when Tim's was fired was they want the, uh, the drills and the practices at the major league level to be consistent with what they do
2: in the minor leagues. So yeah,
1: not a surprise at all.
2: Now jumping back to something which we haven't talked about yet, but also a major difference between AAA and the minor leagues and the regular uh in the major leagues was the difference in the ball um i believe i believe triple a was still using the uh the live ball as opposed to the dead ball and of course as as we were going to get back to uh in ryan's stuff uh turns out the major leagues really decided to set the tone for the cba with some other news that leaked out last week yeah
1: great time through that
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah right before
1: the lockout here's a piece to expose something that put, puts an even greater strain on the relationship between the union and uh, and the league um so uh, there was actually so, so I, someone from i want to give credit to derek album from the views from 314 feet uh Twitter page. Um, he did a re- really greatly, re- uh, greatly researched piece into games the Yankees played at home versus on the road and prime time versus non prime time, like ESPN games, um, and it uh, it basically showed that the Yankees were significantly, significantly. Uh, more successful offensively on the road and in those primetime games. And, you know, I think it was, uh, it was like similar balls hit on like, at like a similar trajectory. Like they went further in some games than than not. Um, and that's just,
2: oh man, that's, that's. that's cool. I mean,
1: we, I, we all watched the field of dreams games. We,
2: we know. Yeah. It was there. <laughs> so. uh, that air that in Iowa is really light, isn't it? I mean, that was almost like Coors Field yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh wait it wasn't the air oh that's right we're gonna put two different balls in play here (sighs) (sighs) it's one thing to do that but like
1: to do that without the players knowing that's that's the thing that like breaks the trust and you know there there was i think it was pete alonso this year talked about how uh MLB it was like the the year before Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg were up for contracts they juiced the ball more than they had I mean the juice ball was going on from like 2017 till 2019 2020 yep. basically but um I, I think the, the year that it was most like infamous for was 2019 which was before Cole and Strasburg were free agents which like there's there's a motive for the owners to try and like decrease the amount of money that they would get so and then the year before the shortstop this huge shortstop class happens they dead in the ball and you know of course guys the guys like Seager and Correa are still going to get their money but hey if Story had a his down year and it was partly due to the dead in ball then you know that that's going to impact his his bottom line uh, you know, because he's not going to get as much as
2: Seeger in store, uh, Seeger in Korea as well. So, I just think the two faced the two faced approach that management and and the owners have taken, associated with all of this, is lost all credibility in my mind for the sport. Yeah, when you have when you have them doctoring balls and and in terms of the the, the how they're manufactured, and then you try to come after the players for the goop on the ball yeah. and, 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 and other stuff. I mean, there's just, there's just too many other little things here. And then all of a sudden this hits, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, Manfred Manfred is really, I mean, there was, there were some bad ones before him, but, but now he's taking the cake right now on somebody who just can't control this game and, and is trying to do too many different things. Um, but this, yeah, right before CBA. Oh yeah, let's let's. Oh well, yeah, we decided to play with multiple balls, you know, multiple yeah. manufacturers of balls last year and the year before and the year before that. And but we're going to come after you if you start putting a little extra stuff on the ball. No, that's wrong. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, and then we're going to go at you. Know, I mean, let's go back to George Brett with the pine tar on his bat after hitting the home run against the Yankees. Okay, <laughs> I mean, there's just two dude. You know, you you have a you have a you have a sport right now that has that has no integrity to it, zero zero integrity to it at all, uh, from from the management's perspective. How do you get the sport back to just playing baseball again, and everybody being able to use their natural abilities, Uh, natural abilities without the doctoring of steroids? Mm -hmm. Because there's there's always an issue, always one. Everybody's trying to get the edge, but this one management's trying to get the edge instead of the players yeah i
1: i don't know another sport where the the ball changes every year (laughs) like yeah like football doesn't change their balls and you know hockey doesn't change the pucks and basketball that's that's the same
0: (laughs) they just basketball just went from spalding to
1: Wilson this year
0: and everybody's kind of upset about it but yeah. It's it's at least it's regulated real.
1: and not changing in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's for ex- to influence different. outcomes in a way that yeah.
2: is favorable
1: for the league.
2: That's not. Go back to Brady and the deflated balls he played with in the playoffs. So,
1: hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: That's the only time in football era in yeah. in basketball. And that was a team, not a Yeah, yeah it was a team a thing. thing. <laughs> right. And basketball I, I know the home team can mess with the tightness of the rims which can send balls flying off the uh off the rim uh, if, yeah. if 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 another team's not used to it and stuff so um but that's about yeah i mean the, those are team specific not oh let's get everybody together and make a major league decision so that, yeah
0: that's yeah. that's a team where now we're having, yeah, the, I, yeah. Yeah. He's it's not a great situation.
2: Yeah.
1: I I kind of think early in the year when there was like the before the substance ban, when they dead in the balls, I think the offense was so down. I feel like the league and Manfred might have even been like, Oh, we screwed up here. Well, like we've we've like killed offense in this league. So uh yeah. I think you know. I, I mean, part of that piece was like, "Oh, let's send the uh, the juice balls to like the national games, like the uh, like like Yankees, Red Sox, ESPN, and then mm-hmm. send the uh, send the dead end balls to Kansas City versus Detroit. No one will watch yeah. Them anyway."
2: Yeah. So. What crazy decisions? You know who who thinks those thoughts out loud? You know, I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just interesting
1: going to be it's going to be a contentious winter with these sides because we all remember the the um, negotiating for the the shortened season where they could have they could have played 90 games if the sides were on better terms but they played 60 games only because Manfred was had the ability to basically force them to do it so uh, Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be an interesting offseason. You know, hopefully it's hopefully they come to an agreement before we start losing games, which I kind of I think it'll happen. We might lose some spring training, but I think, you know, I I think both sides like the sentiment is like, yeah, it'll be ugly for a little bit, but we'll be but we'll have it done and be playing 162. So I'm still holding it. I'm still hopeful for that.
2: Um, By the way, in the spirit, in the spirit of the lockout and everything like that, I know we're all bloggers on uh, New York City Sports Nation and stuff. We all need to take our pictures down. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, that was funny. I saw Jameson Tyone was like, yeah, I can't even see my my doctor with the Yankees now. So I'm going to take my
2: boot off. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean. (laughs) The, the 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 petty little things that that MLB is doing is just unbelievable here. So, yeah. it's great for the marketing of the sport. Yeah. But wonder MLB. How, MLB. wonder how jersey sales. I wonder how jersey sales are going to do this Christmas, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> jersey sales. Jerseys are still for sale. You know, as long as they can make money, it's still up there. But yeah. yeah. That is on, on the website. It's well. That I don't think the players get money for their jersey sales anyway. It, like it's like a revenue-shared thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they they get very little.
1: Shared. They they get very little, you know. But yeah. if, if you buy, like, a Yankees-Aaron Judge jersey, it's like uh, it, it, the money goes equally to all 30, 30 teams because uh-huh. of are of a revenue-sharing. But anyway, I, I do want to move on to the free agency stuff. Okay. Because that was very active. Yes. And, you know, I think – In part because of the Mets going crazy, that kind of made the Yankee fan base more frustrated. I I think it would have been frustrating for people anyway, but I think seeing the Mets go bonkers like George used to used to go.
2: Yeah, here's my here's my theme here's my theme song here's my theme song for the Yankees uh, off season so far. You ready? Silent night. <laughs> there we go. No yeah. signings. Cashman <laughs> sleeps. Hal just weeps. Believe it or not, I just made that up.
0: There you so. go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of perfect. It's, it's nice. kind, of, kind of glorious. Anyway.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So. No, there were some notable signings. Um, <laughs> I, I have a I have a good amount of them written down, but uh, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name all of them. I'll name the ones that jump off the most to me. Obviously, Corey Seeger going to Texas and Marcus Simeon going to Texas. That's two of the shortstop options going to one team. Um, Chris Taylor returning to the Dodgers came out that he took less to say. He wanted to stay and he told his agents the morning before the lockout happened that money is not his his issue here he wanted to stay in la um uh starling Marte went to the mets that's a four-year deal that you know that's part of their spending for spree um john gray going to texas was someone that the yankees have been con- connected with in the past um Javi Baez, this is kind of a connecting the dots thing. This made me when this happened, I was I got my, my hope for Carlos Correa being a Yankee like went up by a considerable considerable amount because before the offseason started, I considered the Tigers the main threat for Correa. If they really wanted to do that, but it didn't seem like they wanted to go to that length. Um, so out of the out of all the signings, that, those are the ones that jumped off the page for me. Um, do you guys have any different take, takeaways from free agency before the lockout?
2: Well, I'm I'm trying to wonder either who the third baseman is for the Texas Rangers, okay, or yeah, or Marcus Simeon must really like second base after playing that last year. So,
1: I think he likes seven mil, seven years, 125 yes. <laughs> million. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I that's feel what like that- he likes. Very good
0: point. Very good point. I think he'll figure out where he plays after he starts getting paid. I I, think think that's a big part of that.
1: I think the second base thing is a good point too. You know, he did sign before Corey Seager because so when Simeon signed in in Texas, I was like, "Oh, are they going to be out on like the other shortstop?" But it was quickly reported after that happened that nope. The the Rangers are still on still in on Story still on, on in on Seager, and obviously they were on an in on Seager. so they gave him uh-huh. ten years three twenty five which was more than some people <clears throat> projected. Um,
2: now so. that's uh that's a Rod money from two decades ago, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, Do you think yep. we should have paid that much, or you're fine about Corey? Well, I guess we can't answer that. Like, if, if we get Story or Correa, you're kind of like, eh, it's fine to let Seager go, because I know Brian really liked yeah.
2: him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get Brian's, Brian's I, thoughts on Seager, because he so, was a Seager guy. So. Yeah, yeah. All the all the lefties are gone. Now yeah. now I'm like, oh, come on. So, you know, uh, I... I was I was really envisioning Seeger in the middle of that lineup, you know. I mean, you know, actually number two. I was I was actually going to bat him second, um, but uh, you know, I was uh, th- the biggest thing the Yankees are missing is a lefty righty lefty righty situation, and they did so well when they had that when they got Gallo and Rizzo and were able to mix it up. Well, they have still have Gallo, but they don't have that lefty first baseman yet. And they sure would have been nice to have a lefty shortstop as well. Uh, Who can hit like Seager can hit, you know, he wasn't the defensive prowess. Okay. So tell me, tell me why you guys can now jump in and tell me why I should believe in the two righties that are left story in Korea. Yeah. uh,
1: This was me personally. When I saw this, the contract that he did get, I just, would rather pay the more well-rounded player um of course we've discussed correa versus seager before where correa is slightly a slightly less better of a, i mean less as good of a hitter but a platinum glove store glove, platinum glove shortstop so um and while seager is like a little bit better than torres at shortstop defensively Um, so that is why I would prefer, like, obviously if, if there was like an option where, where it was like Correa, but a lefty, I, that would be like 1A obviously,
0: Yeah. (laughs) but, um,
1: you know, um, and also with, with, I've said this before, but me wanting Correa is more like you can get the defense and you can still get like. Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, or get Rizzo back and still get the lefty that, that you want as well um, at first base. Um, the Story is more of the same, where it's like the the defense, it, the defense is a big plus for him, and his um his the way he hits the ball the other way, it really checks yeah. well for Yankee Stadium as well. But so you know, he can you mean, he's gonna be? <laughs> If the Yankees do not get Correa or Story, I will be yeah. livid. That's what. That's all
2: I'm going to say. <laughs> Ooh, so, so then let's get to the other. Cons- Jose, I'm sorry, I was going to jump in and do something else. For you. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, I was just going to say that it it becomes an interesting situation because now you're they need a lefty. Uh, Cashman said that that was a big part. So with you could have had a lefty and a shortstop, which kind of two birds with one stone kind of thing but it's kind of just Korean and Story can both hit really well and are both a better defenders and maybe that is better in the long run when you throw more money at them maybe but it's kind of just I don't know I think I've, I've gotten really on board with the Story idea because they'll have more money to get a more well-rounded roster. And then you have the young shortstops who are yeah. projected in two years to be MLB ready. So you kind of figure yeah. maybe okay. you take the chance on Story. Maybe he moves to third. Maybe he doesn't. But you have two young guys who will be
1: very Story long brings the speed that we did not yeah. have. Yeah. Like- like more than any of the other shortstop options. So that's another, uh, another yeah. plus for Story. Um, part of, I mean, part of me saying Correa is me just saying, Hal, man up and pay for the best. That's all, yeah. that's all I'm, that's, but like, I mean, obviously I know that like the amount they spend, it, it, it affects how they operate down the line. So maybe Story is the better option considering taking that into account. But, you know, these owners can afford to pay a guy, uh, especially Hal, can afford
2: to pay a guy like Correa. Um, Well, we need contact guys. in addition to lefty bats, in addition to speed, in addition to great defense or, you know, better than, better than good defense, we need, we need contact guys because that's where we died on the vine last year is, you know, and, and DJ had an off year, obviously with the, with the hernia and sports hernia and everything else. He was not, not himself but he was really the only contact guy we had in the lineup before Rizzo came along. And, um, and so I, I just think that, um, you know, if we're truly going to change the model, uh, then, then maybe story is the right guy. Cause story is a better hitter than Korea. Korea has never hit 300. Okay. Um, but Korea does come alive in the, in, in the, uh, in the postseason. You know, but again, if we build a roster for the postseason and forget about the regular season, we may not get there.
1: Yeah. Mm. I yeah. do believe Correa is less strikeout prone. So there's also yeah. that as well. Okay. So um well, kind of depend see uh, Seeger Seeger was the less yeah, the, le- the least strikeout prone of the three. Um uh Story struggles against righties and is pretty, he's the most strikeout prone of the three, I think.
2: Um, so if Hal doesn't want to take on another huge contract. Okay. And right now the whole Stanton contracts looking pretty good compared to what's going on this year. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he knows he's got to pay Aaron judge. Okay. And stuff. Is there a, is there a low cost? Hold until the young guys come up option that's still out there. Changing, changing the mindset. Simmons, no, I, oh I really gosh. do not want Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Anderson Simmons.
1: <laughs> it's it's so funny because I was like I, I was on that Anderson Simmons train last year when like when I when it was like, okay, if, if DJ's actually asking for too much, then Angelton Simmons is not a bad option. Assuming that they would spend on one of these guys this year. But right. th- if they do it this year...
0: <laughs> no, Okay.
1: Simmons. <laughs> it better be as a backup. That's all. <laughs> and I
2: was... I, but I, I was... Do you give, maybe you give Peraza the shot this year. What do you think? I mean, they got two of them in the minors, and... and... Cashman's already said Peraza's defense is MLB ready.
1: Yeah, he's only been at AAA for a week, which is the concern with me with that. Like if he had had more time at AAA, I think Peraza could play himself into be like debuting later on in this year. But I don't think you plan on that. I, I don't think you go into a year where you're trying to win a World Series planning on that type of player um to perform for you um are there any other signings that stuck out to you Robbie Ray went to Seattle of course the Yankees were mentioned with Robbie Ray because he was the best pitcher on the market and they're going to be mentioned with the best guy at whatever position so
2: sure
1: I, I never really thought that was a thing
2: um well they owned they owned Robbie Ray from the batter's box anyway (laughs) <laughs> um, they really did. I, I, they, they, they never lost to Robbie Ray last year. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: we got, well, we, and we got Kevin Gosman coming back to the AL East as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, it was a
1: different, complete different pitcher from when he was
2: in Baltimore. But, I think the biggest signing I want to talk about is Corey Kluber going to the race. Okay. That's yeah. the only other one I think I've got left is that here's another guy he signed another one year contract signing with a team that he hopes gets him to the postseason and uh, hopefully that he does it. I mean, I, I thought Corey did, you know, uh, a great job when he was healthy with us. I think he he was uh, good with innings and good with, obviously, the no-hitter that he pitched um, and, and stuff. I think it's going to suck that he's going to be with the Rays and we're going to see him multiple times through the season.
1: You know, Kluber is a robot and you, you bring a robot – Robot to the Rays, which are basically a computer. You just plug it in.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think exactly. Scott, he'll, probably, he... he'll probably be pretty good. You know, he was not. He wasn't bad when he was pitching for us. It was just the health. that That'll be the, the that'll be the whole, thing with Kluber.
0: I feel like before he signed with the Yankees, I remember hearing that the Rays were a. They wanted him are really possible. like that's why he got 11
1: million last year
0: yeah so like they got their guy this year and i'm a little (laughs) scared about
1: that one yeah well they are they they are without glass now for another year so that is going to uh that is going to um uh, well that that plays a part into why they they would look into starting pitching and um they, they have been, they have been having talks about trading Kiermaier as well, which would be nice to, yeah, man, Kevin Kiermaier is one of the most annoying players to go against because he will always, he will just rob so many doubles, yeah. triples, so.
2: Would be hey, nice. there was one more, there was one more. I, I missed, uh, did anybody see it? I missed the, uh, goodbye New York, uh, social media post from Marcus Stroman. I saw the hello Chicago, yeah. but I didn't see any goodbye New York in, uh. Um, i didn't it's just
1: kind of <laughs> oh wait no he did i think he did he did post something but i i didn't really look at it i remember oh,
2: yeah
1: yeah but that was him liking those tweets and stuff was <laughs> basically tanking his value was like yeah it's pretty crazy if i was his agent i'd be like stop <laughs> like what are you doing man <laughs> If you say the Mets don't want you back, then you're not going to get as money, as much money from someone else. That's yeah, yeah. The whole thing about it. Um, the but the interesting thing about him going to Chicago is, you know, is a it's a good segue to the next thing I have is like, who the heck is going to pay Correa? The thinking with with me is like, I if they're paying Strowman for, uh, you know, they aren't going to compete this year, but they're trying to compete in a year or two. They might pay Correa what he wants and they might, and you know, Correa being 27, he would fit their, uh, he would still fit their contention window in two, three years. So, and of course the the Cubs are a big market team. Um, as of right now, I, I would say, I would say that those are the top two teams for, or the Yankees and Cubs are probably the top two contenders for him. Um, The the Angels and Phillies are the other teams that I have seen mentioned. I don't know about the Phillies going to that length when they have the Harper contract on the books. Um, And the Angels are just, you know, it would be just such an Angels move when they need pitching and and (laughs) the signage. So that's just my gut feeling as of right now.
2: Well, wait a second now. So you have the Phillies in there. Who's Philly shortstop?
1: Dd, but they are try. They are in the shortstop
2: market. You mean Dd might be available? Maybe. Did, did, you, you don't even want to say that with a smile on your face.
1: <laughs> Man, Dd. So I love I love Dd, but it's not yeah. the same Dd. You know? I
2: know it's not the same Didi. He's lefty bat though. He's tiding us over until one of the young guys comes up. No, I can't go there either. I, I really can't yeah. as much as I want to think about it. You know, it's it's, it's just it's a shame because the defense yeah. had, the
1: defense has gone down significantly since uh, he had Tommy John. That's yeah. the thing with DD. Um,
2: I'm trying to figure out the Cubs signings. I'm trying to you know because I mean they're they're resurrecting Clint right. And <clears throat> Strowman, for that matter, didn't really have a great career going. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm trying to think, of, are they Are they? <clears throat> are they putting together a, a, a team of placeholders right now, or are they putting together something for two to three years? I think, yeah, I don't know. But we're not, we're not Cubs nation, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're trying to
1: just not be the worst team, you know, and not and not go out there doing yeah. nothing. So, <laughs> but it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much they're willing to spend. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see in, them in on somebody like Castellanos or something like that. Um, I could
0: see them get story. Yeah, if, I
1: could see that too.
0: If they say our window is like – two years from now we're going to be back in playoff contention in a good team i think he'd be okay with that Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
0: even if they outpay someone but Mm -hmm. i could see story going there pretty
1: easily yeah yeah and uh kind of wrapping up um i do have like i've listed players still out there for the yankees there are still Enough out there where like you you can be you can have that dream off season that you were envisioning um, yeah. before it started. You know the the A's uh, were not active uh, in the trade market. Uh, that's going to happen after the lockout. I think that trades are going to be. Uh, th- that's going to be. I think it'll be a very active trade market when the uh, lockout is over. Um, you know the A's have Maddison. Their pitchers and you know, men or, or um, I forget their center fielder who has like that insane arm, but um, and the Reds are also going to go on a fire sale as well. They have Taylor Miley and Luis Castillo, um, would be nice to, to land one of those guys. Some of the Yankees were mentioned with where we we kind of like wrote him off because like we just think he's going to go back to the Braves, but um, they. They've been said to be in on Freddie Freeman, so um, which I wouldn't be upset set at uh, at all. Yeah, no. So you know,
0: It's just more. How real is that
1: one? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think he's going back to Atlanta, but you know, hey, this is his one. This is like going to be his biggest contract. So if yeah, is he is he actually going to leave money on the table to go back to Atlanta if that is? if they aren't going to beat any offer. So
2: how much younger is Freeman than Rizzo?
1: Freeman's 32. Yeah. Both about the same age.
2: Both about the same age. Freeman's just like better at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Freeman, they both are the almost identical type of player. You know, they both are really good gloves at first base. They both can hit the all fields. Um, You know, they're both lefty bats. So, uh. yeah. I'd be i okay if Mel, Olsen Olson doesn't show up. If if Olson's not coming, then then uh, one one of those two guys is, is really who we need. Yeah, yeah.
1: The uh, I think the dream the dream off for me right now is probably like Olson include one of the their pitchers, whether it's Minaya or Bassett, and then Correa, and then maybe I uh, don't. Yeah. Something else, uh, I don't know, get like a, a depth outfielder or something like that, is someone who could play center would be yeah. nice.
2: I feel like that's Brian Reynolds maybe?
1: Yeah, okay, the reason I put Brian Reynolds on here because I is I don't know if you guys follow Dan Rourke on Twitter at, at all, but he has been tweeting over the last couple of days that um, he would give up Dominguez for Brian Reynolds. Which I Ooh. I kinda like he kind of made a compelling argument for that is like Brian Reynolds is who you hope Dominguez turns out to be. Mm-hmm. And Brian Reynolds, you know, he's under control till 2025. So it's not like it's a short term thing. He's he would be around for our contention window right now and you know, it would be a piece for the future as well. Um, mm. obviously. Obviously I'm super excited for Dominguez as as, like, I I expect we keep him because the Yankees are their strategy with the uh, international free agents now is to, um, to have as much money to spend on international free agents as possible and sign the number one guy of the class each, each year, which the guy, the guy this year, I forget his name, but the Yankees are expected to sign him and they're expected to sign the number two guy in a couple years. So, um, yeah, I would, I would kind of be shocked to see them trade Dominguez because I think uh, that would deter other guys in the future from signing with us. Um, the last guy I have, that was kind of an interesting thing. I, I did see a report, a report that Yankees are going, are interested in say Suzuki who from who's from Japan, uh, an outfielder. Um, was a good hitter over there. He was a better hitter than Otani over there. So uh that that is mm. it, interesting. it's interesting. I don't think he I think he's a corner outfielder, but I don't think he would it would be like impossible for him to play center. I also think he can play infield. So if he can be that like Chris Taylor type of player for us, that, that would that would be
2: nice. That'd fix a lot of things. Yeah. Let's see. Any relation to Ichiro?
1: i do not think so okay let me see i'm looking for that number one prospect too and i did see eli fishman tweeted out recently oh Roder- roderick arias is the, the guy who was expected to sign with the yankees on january 15th so you know
2: okay
1: with the, with the lockout the minor league signings are still yeah. happening and um I do believe the winter meetings are still happening for the, the front office people because you can still technically negotiate trades and then ha- just have them become official when the lockout is
2: over. I, I thought, I thought they were taking the GM meetings off the table for the cat off the calendar. I thought yeah, I read there them. were
1: conflicting reports on that. The latest one I saw is that they might still be happening. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see.
2: Um, they probably couldn't get out of the hotels.
1: It pro- it probably won't be like noteworthy if it happens anyway, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, it, regardless, Cashman, get on the get like be on the phone and be talking trades with yeah. guys now. Um, you know, you could still do it. So, that's about everything that I've had in mind.
2: Hey, in the spirit of off-season stuff and everything, there is one piece of history that we need to make mention of today. Eight In years, eight, eight, yeah, eight, It's not on there. I didn't, write, I didn't write it down. But eight years ago today, Robinson Cano signed his big ten-year, two hundred and forty million dollar oh, yeah. deal with the Seattle Mariners and left the Yankees high and dry. So I remember that. Oh, here this
1: this is drawing a parallel to today with Correa. Is I remember Cano was with Rock Nation and uh, that was he was like their first big free agent.
2: Yep. So
1: um, they wanted to do – I don't know. They wanted to get a big contract for him. Um, Correa's agency is – he's like their first big fish as well. So they are going to be very deliberate, and they are going to – whether it's like years or money, they want to get something that like – I don't know, sets a record. I, I Judging by how Seager got 325 – For 10. I think Correa is going to not sign until he gets an offer that is more than the Lindor 341 for 10 deal. So
0: Lindor uh, wants to set the market. I'm
1: thinking about I'm thinking it might be around 350 for 10 years for Correa. Which is Jerry
2: Maguire time, guys. Show
1: me the money. (laughs) Yeah be interesting to see hopefully that man hopefully this lockout doesn't go too long into february (laughs) yeah
0: really Um, no kidding this this lockout is gonna be weird it just every day it feels like it's gonna get
2: longer and longer
0: so we are just gonna need to wait and see
2: and here's what's happening with the lockout for all of the existing free agents out there right now i'm getting nothing for christmas (laughs) all the gms are bad i'm getting nothing for christmas because i ain't heard nothing from hell that was i I could do better that was bad but we'll deal with it. yeah Off season, guys. But by April next year, when we're doing our first podcast (laughs) with maybe some games and stuff to talk about, you guys will forget all about what I've destroyed today on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: it's it's the off season. We're in a lockout. I think it's okay to go off the rails a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Anything else, guys? You want?
2: That's interesting. Yeah. I think as as we've said before, you know, if there's any news of any kind of any significance to the Yankees, Jose will rally the troops and bring us all back.
0: Yeah. There won't be anything for a while. So yeah. right. lockouts. So much fun.
2: And, and uh, guys, it's it's been really fun this year um, doing this podcast with you guys, and and just kind of talking to you in general about other stuff, even other New York City sports nation stuff. So, um, yeah. you know, I wish you both a very merry Christmas. I hope you, you as guys well. have a great holiday. And uh, I'm sure we'll probably be back sometime after the holiday. I'm guessing, unless unless Santa arrives early, which yeah. brings the Yankees a shortstop. So
1: maybe we'll check in in january or something we'll do something just fun yeah
0: yeah, yeah. cuz then you know what if if there's no end to the lockout by january we do a uh a how we would do the yankees off season after the lockout and we just go crazy yeah. for a little bit and have like this crazy starting nine.
1: Just we can even do like a, I don't know, we can do a, a history podcast, even just like a whole episode of history, even.
2: Yeah. Brian yeah. Just <laughs> with, a lot, with nothing going on, we can. That's right. We have a yeah. lot of flexibility. So. Just like today, we can go through and say, hey, this guy signed this many years ago for this much money and yeah. stuff. Or we could even go and say before free agency. Where do you think somebody like Joe DiMaggio would have went? Where would Mickey Mantle have stayed? Would he have stayed with the Yankees or signed with somebody else? You yeah. know, would Roger Maris have actually submitted himself to being the second fiddle guy to Mickey Mantle, and they were both chasing the, the home run yeah. title in '61? So, but I'm sorry, I I could go off on on all sorts of different tangents, but yeah, yeah. that's me.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll be figuring it out. So, um, yeah, you guys, good. Yeah. All right.
2: Have a good time, guys. Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays, and uh, that's the end of this CBA lockout Yankee Nation podcast, uh, brought to you by New York Sports Nation. So, uh, definitely check out that website, and um, yeah, we'll be back with more episodes talking about something yankees related or hopefully the end of the lockout well you know we'll see there's there is time to discuss all of these things so uh have a great holidays and uh we hope to have you listening to us whenever we get back so thank you very much